love and light tribe so here we are in another series of the closet my name is jade there is no agenda here there is nothing that we plot or heavily think about whatever conversation comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as i drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy this day What are byproducts of loneliness? We tend to think of them as relationships or situationships. I say the second word because some people have entered an unspoken agreement where they exchange sex for companionship and some of us exchange companionship for sexual energy exchange. You get into these temporary relationships and yet still feel so empty with our lovers. How many of you have been with someone yet not exclusively? There's no contract that says you belong to me. How many of you have listened to Drake and been in your feelings? To only realize you're really over there mourning and trying to get over a heartbreak from a nigga you never even dated. (laughs) Have you ever asked why do you feel so miserable within our own love connections? There is a lack of transparency, authenticity, depth, love, companion, compassion, the powerful substance for one another. Those are the very key words we as humans crave, when in reality we are only experiencing physical and emotional exchanges. And you would think, isn't the physical and emotion all there is to give in a relationship? Not even. You ever fell in love on a soul level? Have you ever found something so uncommon it brands itself as a lifestyle? Love has the potential to deliver the same antidote and drive one gets when they are working on their passion. So are we really just experiencing these emotional and physical encounters to satisfy our loneliness? Many of us endure neglect or even abuse for the sake of attention and those short-lived moments of, ah, this feels nice, those superficial moments of connectedness when yet again in reality we haven't opened ourselves enough to experience the compassionate love. We're afraid to feel something real. Most of us even self-sabotage our relationships in order to prepare us for the worst or to safeguard our hearts. It's easier to take our own happiness away in our own power than to fall and let nature's take its course. We can't even allow ourselves to truly enjoy someone or something without feeling guilty because it makes us selfless. Some of us believe we have to protect our hearts and that motherfuckers can't be trusted. But aren't the walls that we build to protect ourselves the exact walls that block love from coming in? Why are we afraid to be uncovered, discovered, and to be connected? I've asked myself, can loneliness be mastered? And in order to do so, we must release the things that are no longer in our highest good. The situations that distract us from the fleeting emotions and all that love that we truly seek. How can one find the value of themselves by playing themselves simultaneously? We are always searching for beauty, trust, and justice. So how is it that so many people get hung up on potential? I've always said that potential is a word for you ain't made it there yet. It's like leaving me, the sunflower, just to hold a daisy. 
Why is it that after a huge breakup, we take better care of ourselves? That we find our authentic selves? Why do people search for answers in God when they are alone? Because before the lies and everything that comes along with knowledge, we lived in our truth. We spoke only truth. We lived in love without fear. Once we had knowledge, we started to justify, connect the dots. We researched against what our souls wanted because we felt search engines had the answers. We've judged ourselves as no longer good enough. We felt shame and guilt, and even worse, the need to be punished. This is where you see so many people saying, I knew I was a good person when I felt wrong for not helping someone that was not conducive to my own growth. Nah, you're just dumb, but we've all been there. And at that very point, we started to dream the lies we heard. When you start to resonate with the shit you see on Facebook, we like, hit double tap and say word to shit like, she's not your girl unless she gets mad at you for absolutely nothing. I've never understood why we keep romanticizing mental instability. This is where we separate ourselves from God. And I don't mean the four walls organizational God. I mean the God in you that you identify with. The manifestation of the creator itself. Your highest, authentic, true self. That God. The one you stare into the mirror but don't believe you're a king or a queen yourself. Why are we so pressed to piggyback off someone else's emotion, their love, their gestures, when you have the potential to master yourself? So again, why do we seek God when we break up or feel alone? It's because we are searching for our authentic self. I've read once that there are two types of artists, one that creates their story without awareness and those who recovered awareness and created their story with truth and love. And I've been both of those artists. The difference was faith. When I became aware, I had faith in the power that I created. And it had nothing to do with religion itself. Faith was the result to myself with an agreement. When I became recovered with myself, I realized that I could perceive the truth with my feelings. I felt the answers within my heart chakra or my solar plexus. These are the two places in the body when making a decision you feel comfort or discomfort. Comfort is the green light. And discomfort is the yellow light that says, if I make this choice, what happens? And because it's a yellow light, if you aren't living in your divine spirituality, some of us miss that warning and we proceed through faster just because we want to make the light. The heart is intuitive and has an intelligence of its own. It's holistic. It's rational. There is no win-lose orientation. The heart has the ability to tap into the cosmic potentiality. The heart is far more accurate than anything with rational thought. But as soon as we try to describe our intuition with words, we distort its meaning and it becomes no longer the infinite truth of pure potentiality. Commonly, we Google this feeling, that emotion, and we cage our potential. We box ourselves and our talents just as we do our love life. We can't grow without someone saying our growth is bad or that we aren't the same. The only thing that changes is our ability to vibe on the same frequency. Your truth doesn't need to be said, but experienced. I think when you can't get into someone else's box, that's creation telling you to create your own. Loneliness comes in the form of not having someone or something to resonate with you. 
There's people out here that's going to say some things like this. It seems like work to understand you. And it may hurt to hear you seem untouchable, unreachable. So instead of making them grow and elevate to your frequency, you start falling, drifting lower into their energy field, playing in the bullshit that you outgrew. So why would you rather settle and indulge in someone that makes it seem like it's work, that it's too hard to grow up for? Why not see that as you have something in you and I wish to get on your level? Let me connect with you to work myself up in the realms. Why do we push away nourishment just to be around stagnated energy? Why has society taught us that reaching a higher level makes someone out of your league? And why are the ones who are great for your growth still not chosen, but only seen as overqualified? Isn't it better to make mistakes while remaining authentic to yourself than to be the perfect version of someone who isn't really you? Why do we pick up the daisy instead of the sunflower? Yes, they look similar. Or is it just because we want to hold any flower in our fucking hands? But instead, you maybe feel your standards are too high. That there's no one like you. But the answer is there is. It's just a lot of the same motherfuckers floating around here. If all of us are reading the same books, all of us will have the same ideas. Perhaps you keep matching the vibrations of the person you are with because you feel you have to in order to connect with them. So you meet them at their level every single time and forget to stay in constant alignment with yourself. And maybe that's the exact reason why you keep losing yourself in everyone. Don't be afraid to be alone with yourself until you find what's productive to the soul. Because if you can't wait for you, who will? Why can't we take the time to heal ourselves after we've been in a relationship? Why do we rebound? And here's another thing. I recommend you never rebound. In the spiritual, there is something called the egregore. It is known as the third element between you and the person you dated. This element is created the minute the body produces fluids and they are merged together, or when there is a deep, prolonged spiritual energy that has been created. When close relationships break down, there is separation, the tearing apart of the egregore, and that causes the deep, soulful, painful breakup. <laughs> the egregore can be used to communicate with one another. And this is how some people stay consciously linked to someone even when they're physically apart. And when you are apart, the third element helps assist in the full potential of your union. This is the same element that makes someone feel like they need to get back together. Every one of us has this element within us. And when we start a relationship with someone before we have healed, we partake in their karma. So the next time when someone says it's complicated, believe them. Because you get yourself in a situation with someone whose third element wants to naturally be with someone else, you play yourself as a new rebound. And they play themselves by never getting the chance they needed to grow and to heal. And so often, women are so bitter, we actually push men back to the same woman we didn't want them with because we didn't know we already won. For me, my loneliness happens at night. I can always tell my patterns of loneliness by the way that I sleep. I tend to sleep with my legs bent as if I'm in the fetal position. What do I do when I sleep alone? We are all human and have needs. For one, the feeling of touch. And if we don't receive it, we're going to go out looking for it. 
I just look for it in different ways. I'm very cautious of the energy that I'm around because I know that I'm too spiritual for just a moment and I know that I'm not made for everybody. So I'll take my ass to Target, buy a weighted 12 pound blanket named Tranquility, put that bitch on a body pillow and look, there's my man in his absence. (laughs) Anyways, I'm curious to know why people go for the basic level love and settle for potential. So in the anger app, you can leave voice memos and give me your feedback, or I can loop them into an episode, but I really want to know why the byproduct of loneliness is so common and how can we deal without reeling someone into our own mess. Thank you for tapping into this week's teaching point. There is so much shit we have to unlearn to learn, and hopefully we can start expanding here.